Eater, Jessica, it's me, your old friend, Matt Skiba. How's it going? Uh, good, good to have you have you back. You're my third favorite Matt. Well, that's what I'm here to talk to you about. Oh. I realized the other day that, like, my name's Matt, and Reliant K's name is Matt, and they haven't recorded any new music. And I kind of got a thing going for uh, coming along and helping popular bands keep going in a time of need. Sure, so I sure. was wondering if one of them Matt's isn't... Uh, recording there oh well i'm i'm really glad you decided to come on our podcast because we definitely are the most uh foremost reliant k in the no people oh should i be going to reliable j for this (laughs) i'm not Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. I missed Matt Skiba. I missed you Santa did. Claus. I missed, <laughs> missed Matt Skiba. <laughs> you miss Denny every time. Yeah. I don't see what Matt Skiba here has to do with the song we're doing this week, which is Sleepin' from Air for Free. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth because I was just about to ask that question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't know because you wandered off and he wandered in and then you came back and he left, so... Well, yes, we're back to air for free this week. Uh, we did have a voicemail, but we don't. We we did have a voicemail from David Ketch, but something happened. Oh, no. Uh, it, it got zooped, even though uh, Zuckerberg doesn't control Google Voice. <laughs> something happened. That you where, know of. Yeah, that I know of. Uh, for some reason, it didn't like record, so I don't oh. know what happened there. And I DM'd him and said, hey, I think your voicemail... Um, I'm double checking just in case, but I, I let him know. I think something happened with the voicemail, and he he didn't get call back. So whatever he was letting us know. Yep, no calls. So no voicemails. Um, we did have some emails. Nice. Um, we have a new patron, but we, they won't be mentioned in this week's commercial. <laughs> we'll get them in next week's commercial and next week's thank you. Yeah, that's what your five dollars a month is going towards. <laughs> indifference okay so um joel k pole k he uh emailed us to say uh just listen to your gloria episode i used to listen to this song on my ipod before i got better taste in music i definitely still like the bridge though anyway i think gloria is the name of the hippo in madagascar so whenever i listen to the song i picture the moto moto scene from the second movie for some reason and did you ever watch the Madagascar movies? No. I had a very staunch anti-DreamWorks animated take back in the day. Because, first of all, um, a lot of them just suck. A lot of them just flat out suck, you know? Sure. It's not like Pixar, but also like DreamWorks. There's so many things. I don't talk about animation as much nowadays, but I've like used to be huge into animation, anime, CGI, traditional animation. I was just, I would watch anything animation. And I've gotten a little in, bit into it again recently where I found a bunch of YouTube channels that specifically talk about any kind of animation. So I've got a little bit back into it. But I had these very specific takes on DreamWorks animated films because uh, there's Spielberg, Geffen, and Katzenberg. So Katzenberg was like, yeah, 2D animation's dead. 2D an- in the early 2000s mm-hmm. after like Road to... Predi- not Road to Perdition, Road to El Dorado. <laughs> I was going to say, 
<laughs> that famous animated film, yeah. Road to Perdition, which I think was also a DreamWorks film. But after Road to El Dorado or, or one of those movies that didn't make enough money, they were like, yeah, 2D animation is dead. Katzenberg wow. was like, 2D Remember? animation is just dead. It's No one wants 2D animation anymore. So DreamWorks is all 3D animation from now on, which never made sense because television animation never... 100% went to CGI. The top cartoons on television have often and always and always back then always remained 2D animation and nowadays it's still like 50/50. What were you going to say remember what? Remember Road to El Dorado? Wow, mm. I remember it, that being like a ma- major like bust at yeah. the time. It's like got I a remember a- it getting a lot of like flack. It yeah. It's got a cult now. It's got a really strong cult of like mm. people who are now sure. you know, 20s and, te- and yeah. late teens and adults who were raised on that movie and like its sense of humor. And I guess that the girl in that has a lot of, uh, what's that, rule, f- rule whatever number. Like she's, the female in that is very sexual in the oh. movie, oh. like in the canon. Gotcha. So like add that to like people like being upset with Like of Notre Dame. There you go. Just like that. But anyway, so I was very, so I was very upset with DreamWorks for that. And the fact that, like, they, and I've always been on this, the fact that DreamWorks pushes, like, their celebrity voices, whereas Pixar never does that. Pixar's like, we make good stories, we work on visuals to, like, match those stories, and that's what we do. But DreamWorks is like, we got all these celebrities, and then, like, the last two minutes of a trailer, just a list of celebrities, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what we do now. You... Send us a voicemail or an email, an email, and then we like tear down your favorite things. Well, I'm not tearing down Madagascar. I've never seen it. All I'm saying is that because I was staunchly anti DreamWorks, I never watched the Madagascar movies. Here's the Moto Moto scene that Joel was talking about. From so this is this this could be now on our social media. I said, wait a second. Maybe Gloria is actually a euphemism for Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like you got. <laughs> did you not see that post I made? No. <laughs> I made a post where I picked. I picked got because the the words are you got your fast moves, you got your one twos. Right. I can never let down my guard, and I had a picture of Sonic, oh. like running fast, and a picture of Sonic on a DJ set, and a picture of Sonic doing a spin attack. <laughs> My theory after the podcast is Gloria might just be actually about Sonic the Hedgehog. But maybe Gloria is about the female hippo from Madagascar too. Here's the scene. Look out. I think Motomoto likes you. Here he comes. What do you think, Jess? <laughs> Is this finally going to get you in the cartoons? Because you're not really into animation with me. It's two hippos. You're right. That hippo really is over-sexualized. <laughs> so, yeah, see? Man, what was I missing not watching DreamWorks movies back in their day? <laughs> where it's just two hippos, like, very blatantly just coming on to each other sexually. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? <laughs> One of my big things, and I, I watched a recent DreamWorks movie. I watched the Peabody. We'll get into the song in just a second. But I watched the Peabody and Sherman movie because I used to love um, Rocky and Bullwinkle as a kid. I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle, and um, Peabody and Sherman was like a side cartoon to that show. So I wanted to watch the Peabody and Sherman CGI movie from DreamWorks. There's a sequence in that movie where, because Peabody, the joke is that Mr. Peabody is a dog and he's got a boy, which is like an invert. It's not like instead of a boy having a dog, the dog has the boy and the boy is basically his son. Like Mr. Peabody is a well-to-do dog who can, who's like smart and, and a scientist and stuff. There's a sequence where he has some kids, he has some parents over of other kids from the school and he like mixes them drinks and the camera, he's like just there with, he's a little CGI dog Mm -hmm. with a mixer Mm -hmm. mixing up cocktails and the camera is flying in and out and up and down and over and under and sideways and round and I'm like... There's nothing happening. Like from a very prince I'm not an animation director, but from a very like basic principle of animation, like it's just a CGI dog shaking a drink mixer <laughs> and you're doing all these crazy camera moves because nothing is happening and you're trying to make it make sense. Like I'm very much of the opinion that a camera shouldn't do much more than a, in an animation than a real camera can do. Except when it's really called for. You know what I mean? Like. Sure. Yeah. Like like that opening to Trolls. The Trolls movie. Right. How the camera just flies in and out yeah. of everything. And it's like, if you made your camera do. Because Brad Bird understood this. I remember in a. <laughs> Welcome to the anime. Whatever. <laughs> I remember in the in the in the commentary for Incredibles, Brad Bird, this is probably where I even learned this. But he was like, you know, I don't want my camera to do stuff that's too impossible in a real world setting. Jesse, wake up. You shouldn't be sleeping tonight because we're talking about sleeping. Now if anyone got bored with my just talking about DreamWorks and animated films and everything, I did it on purpose to help you sleep. Do you know why I picked this song this week? Because we've been having trouble sleeping. Exactly. We've been having a lot of insomnia recently. <laughs> we have. I mean, that's just my normal, though. Like, right. it's odd when I do sleep well. But Danny, <laughs> Danny is a good sleeper. Well, sometimes, but I haven't been sleeping recently. Um, I also picked this song because when I looked at our, our, our spreadsheet, I realized we have not been picking Air for Free enough recently. Air oh. for Free is the album that we're the most behind on, which is nice because that means we have a lot of Air for Free ahead of us. But when we started this podcast in the first year, we were steadily picking Air for Free songs. And for some reason, in the, like in the last year, we haven't been picking that many Air for Free songs. Thank you, Joel or Joel K or Jolk. Thank you Joel K. for your email and for your patronage. Yes. Oh, wait, he's the new patron. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Jessica told me we had a new patron and we needed to redo the commercial, but I was like, nah, I mean, yes, we need to redo the commercial, but we'll do it next week. So Joel, thank you very much for signing up for Patreon, um, or Joel K. So let's see, Sleepin'. Yes. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a nice song. So when we first started this podcast, Danny, do you remember how I had a whiteboard? Yes. With four song titles on it mm-hmm. that I wanted to get to sooner rather than later. 
And I think we got to most of them soon. We held this one back. Yes. We got to Pink Tux. Yeah, it was Fallen Out, In Love with the 80s, Sleep In, and Mountaintop. Okay. So well, we've 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 got two out of four down. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to like burn all the fun stuff right away. I wanted are to Are you leave saying those that. are Reliant K's only fun songs? Those are their only four fun songs. <laughs> and we gotta save those for later. I was falling out as a song that I swear we've done, but we haven't. No. I'm thinking of something else that's a similar <laughs> song, but who knows? Um, Sleeping. So this song, when we talked to uh, John Schneck on the Be Your Man episode, and he had to, like he said, like you know, I, I, he had listened to Air for Free a little bit, but he he didn't like listen to it a ton and didn't know the album. But then later he told us that his son has listened to it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said. And one of our questions for him was like, do you know why on Forget Not Slow Down, there's all those little tracks, there's so many cut up track numbers and and like when you really put together the intros and the outros and the interludes, you know, it's, it's only about nine songs or something like that. And he was basically said what we assumed it was is basically it was just like playing around with the format of a CD in the twilight of the CD being a thing that anyone cared about. And I said how on Air for Free, there were similar things that they probably would have done a forget and not slow down type thing with breaking them up into intros and outros. Mm-hmm. This, is the so- this is one of the songs I was thinking of. There's another song on Air for Free that was a- it's- I was also thinking of, but this specifically has this intro, this outro, and I feel like if this had been, you know, six years, seven years earlier, sleeping and, you know, tired, it would have been like like dozy or sleepy <laughs> or whatever it would have been like the the intro and the outro tracks and they would have been separated off i actually was wondering if it wasn't if it wasn't more the opposite because this song is sequenced on both the vinyl and the digital which have two different sequencings as the follow-up to mountaintop right and so i was wondering if they were like meant to actually be all together like if it was like one long Twin Peaks The Return song. <laughs> right. And if they just split it up or or what it was. Right. Because rem- more than anything on Forget Not Slow Down, it reminds us of Savannah. The Savannah Suite with uh, Baby and whatever the other part of and Savannah and... Oasis. Oasis. Thank you. So uh, more than anything, the fact that this has these three main movements makes me think of the savannah suite right so yeah it's like sometimes when we first started listening to this album and this part the opening um the opening sequence would start i would forget that it's sleeping you know i would think Mm -hmm. this is like i would it felt like two songs but it's not it's it's sleeping it's all sleeping together in one big track this song reminds me so much of theme from the search for everything by john mayer and I think that I mentioned that when, like, back, like, in our first ever Air for Free episode. Right. Um, it they're, they're very similar and very beautiful. And this actually came out, like, a year before that song. I was about but, to say, I was looking yeah. at the release date. So that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that is, a, that is a thing. And he used it as, like, the credit sequence of his, at his live show. Yeah. John Mayer did. Yeah. So that's funny. So this song is is like one of the songs on Air for Free that really made me like reevaluate the album because 
when this album first came out, we were just kind of like, oh, cool, New Reliant K, and mm-hmm. like listened to it and didn't really get into it. And then when we were finally kind of getting into it, when I sat down with it, it was like Sleepin' was one of the songs that I was really, really drawn to. Yeah, sort of around the tour. Mm-hmm. Because I think we'd both been like, we didn't... Now, not to get back into a collapsible lung discussion, but I also I think... <laughs> There, there, we have to have a little collapsible lung discussion for what I want to talk about. Is like you and I weren't burnt on collapsible lung because when we just gave collapsible lung its preliminary listen back in 2013, mm-hmm. we were just both kind of like, oh, this is what they went with, okay, and then we didn't really listen to the album again after that. Yeah, that was our experience with collapsible lung at the time, and it wasn't until doing this podcast that we really had to delve back into collapsible lung and directly address our specific feelings on that album uh maybe when air for free came out jessica and i kind of like had that same preliminary caution of listening to air for free and hearing that there's these pop elements in here uh and to to spoil the, the point of what i'm making is it's a great album it's an amazing album but to just come at it from that like feeling of like, oh, is this just going to be another thing like collapsible lung? And then on a first listen, you might hear some of these more poppy elements, these things that don't sound like Forget and Not Slow Down or earlier, and think, oh, this is just collapsible lung part two. And then kind of not, kind of toss it aside, kind of not really listen to it. So when Air for Free first came out, we weren't really listening to it. Then the tour was happening. We're like, okay, we're going to the tour. Let's get a little bit more familiar with some of these songs. We didn't really have time to live with them and really be excited about them when they were played live. Then it was after the tour. We were like, oh my gosh. This it, Right before we started doing this podcast, we were like, oh my God, this album's actually amazing. We realized we and were we sleeping. We were sleeping, we were on, sleeping, air sleeping on air for free. This is just such a happy song. Like... I don't know. The, I we, again, we've talked about this before. Where I have this like this playlist of like songs that just like immediately like turn my mood around, and Mountaintop and Sleepin' are both on that playlist. Nice. Yeah, this is really this is a really positive, happy, fun song. It is, and it's got those. It, there's sort of this like acute element to it that is reminiscent of like earlier reliant k yeah yeah i can definitely see that and this also kind of like is one of the prime songs to me that kind of delivers on what collapsible could have been you know what i mean mm-hmm. like this is a song that like if you like what i don't know it's just it's hard to i think people get what i'm saying but it's like what if if collapsible long if that's the direction that they that they really wanted to go in specifically matt Thiessen and hoops wanted to go in with collapsible long like you kind of wish this had been the album you know what i mean these had been yeah. the songs so this is such a nice song that could i feel like could be on the radio like could take over the airwaves and be this whole other chapter for reliant k no longer as like a specifically pop rock band but like as a as more of a pop group you think that this would be the there would be a radio edit of this though where they got rid of all of the, the yeah. really long intro <laughs> and it's just the last bit yeah probably <laughs> or they would send that cd like i've had so many different radio things over the years where like songs like this have like cds that are meant for the radio station and they have multiple versions so they can pick whatever version they want to play like i had the brain stew radio cd where it had 
brain stew, just brain stew with the fade out at the end, and then brain stew with the fade into jaded. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. This is there. So there's there's an effect on the vocals, and I don't know if you would call it like auto tune. I don't know if it's that or not, but this is like one of the old. This is like the only time that I find the use of that like a sort of distorted vocal in that auto-tune nature acceptable with Reliant K because it's really, really subtle and the song is already so dreamlike that it that it complements it. It's not like the, the next track on the digital version, which is Empty House, where it's like cranked up to 100 and detracts from the cohesiveness of the lyrics. Which is funny because even though Empty House is the next song on the sequence of the streaming and the uh, CD, it's not on the record. It's Flower. Right. Flower's the next song. Where is Empty House on? Hold on. We have the record right here. I think it's pretty oh. early actually no it's well it's on side so so sleeping is side d like this is yeah. the the record winding down mountaintop sleeping flower and heartache are side d the final side side c is air for free god prodigal and empty house oh okay so they have it as the all oh, right yeah i thought it was earlier for some reason well, you can go to Spotify and search out Air for Free Vinyl, and Jessica created the Spotify playlist. I didn't find it. Maybe it exists somewhere. I think maybe Reliant K has an official vinyl playlist, but for some reason it wasn't coming up in searches. I don't know what they called it. But if you type in Air for Free Vinyl on Spotify, it should come up now, and I guess you'll either find Jessica's or you'll find uh, the, official K- the official one. <laughs> But I was trying to find it on Spotify, and it wasn't coming up through playlist search. Yeah, and I had I had made it over on Apple Music when I was on Apple Music, and just had never recreated that same playlist on Spotify on, me, on Spotify, mm-hmm. or thought to look for it in the couple months that I've been over on Spotify. Gotcha. Well, there are some annotations for this song on Genius. Oh boy, just a few, not too many. Are they going to tell us what butter lettuce salad is? No, but I can talk about. I can talk to oh. us about butter lettuce salad. <laughs> oh, and one of the annotations is <laughs> Dave Douglas played drums in the recording of this track per drums on air for free. What is this? This is the article. Oh, so per a Reddit post. Well, yeah, because I never really noticed, but it says in the in the credit list for air for free. I've never looked at the credit on the back. I've never looked at the credits on the physical air for free, mm-hmm. but it, Dave Douglas drummed on this album, mm-hmm. which I don't think I ever really realized. Like, yes, I knew he was part of the tour, but I kind of wonder, I kind of would have thought if you asked me two hours ago, <laughs> I would have thought that like someone else drummed on the album or someone else like studio musician drummed on the album. And then they got Dave Douglas to get back on tour with them for air for free for uh, looking for America. But no, Dave Douglas is back, and for some reason they felt uh, genius. Doug Bo- Doug Bowen four years ago felt the need to just annotate overall to the song that that's what that's about. That's what this is about. So Doug Bowen also says, with an intro that moves us from daytime into the night, Sleepin appears to portray a mentally exhausted or desperately. Reminiscent Matt, recalling random memories in the middle of the night. As his hopes of finding love grow shallower, 
he realizes this is not the annotation this is a theory keep him awake at night that's a complete theory yeah and also disagree because what what is nightmarish about this? This just sounds not like... nightmare. No, no, no. It moves from day into night. Okay, I I can accept that. But this is definitely like about someone who is like in love and like thinking about them. And you know when you're like in love and you just can't eat, can't sleep because you're just thinking about that person. And you They're text like, and you're like, hey, boo you up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not sleeping tonight, so come on over. <laughs> That's kind of another slight reason why this is has that collapsible lung feel through this nicer air for free lens is the fact that like this is not like a song about getting it on but someone can read it that way the fact that it's like i'm not sleeping tonight so come on over like that does it is presented as is very innocent in this song and i'm not trying to detract from that but the hey you up text is a cliche that everybody knows how do you know that this wasn't just Teason texting hoops like hey man you up and they went off and had like a bro date that's nice it could be i remember one time my friends i've talked about them my friend johnny my main reliant k friend and my friend jeff who is my best man i talked about him as well one time i was up late at night and this is like 1999 2000 i was up i was in the basement of our house using the internet like not sleeping totally not sleeping tonight the next day, I get a call from Johnny or Jeff saying, like, oh, we came by your house last night because we were, like, up and driving around and having fun. And we didn't know how to, like, knock on the door and pick you up and, like, get you to come in the mm-hmm. car. I was like, I was awake. Yeah. <laughs> like, funny. I would have, because I didn't have a bunch of those, like, teen movie things where you and a bunch of friends <laughs> get in the car and just drive around and act goofy all night long. And I was like, I was awake. Like I was all I did. <laughs> yeah, I was like looking at anime message boards and the Five Iron Frenzy board. Like, I would have gone outside. It's probably still dressed. I probably wasn't even in pajamas. So yeah, maybe this, there's not... Well, we can look at the lyrics, but I'm wondering, is there anything in here that says it's specifically a romantic relationship? Or could it just be a friendship I like just I want there to be a music video where Hoops and Teeson are just like <laughs> like skipping through some flowers <laughs> and then they're just like standing in the kitchen making a salad together. Right. Um so Albert Kleppen four years ago annotated the line, This spring is gonna be the best one since nineteen eighty one. And they wrote Matt Thiessen was born in the fall of 1980, so the spring of 81 would have been his first spring. Which is true, but, like, how does that fit the lyrics? I don't know, because the spring is going to be the best one since 1981. He wouldn't remember the spring of 1981. That wouldn't mean anything to him. Well, it's what they've all been saying. So then who was all? Who, 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 have, who were the all that have been saying that? It's like... <laughs> Everyone's been saying the spring of 81 was the best spring. I don't do a 45 impression very well, but you know what I'm saying, I right? I thought like, you were trying to be Bernie Sanders. No. So. Oh, yeah, I did sound more like Bernie Sanders. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was trying to do a 45 impression, but I'm just saying, like, the, the, the weasel word of, like, everyone's been saying it. All have been saying it. Like, who's been saying it? Now, to have said it's a weasel word, I feel bad for what I'm about to say, but... Is it Matt Thiessen's parents? Are they saying the spring of 1981 was the best spring ever because you, little Maddie, were just 
were just less than a year <laughs> old and we and we loved it he was still an infant there's no way he remembers it you know what i mean I feel like is this just like a thing? Is it just a fun thing? Like, think about the past. Think about the, the memories. How would Baptiste and himself remember the spring of 1981? He wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, here's a question. Is this fantasical or is it literal Tyson? Because if it's literal, maybe he heard like an older person say that. They're like, or he saw like an almanac. You know how, like, they have those farmer's almanacs or right. whatever, and maybe in there it's like, this is going to be the best sp- spring since 1981. And this is the like, best spring, the best spring that could be happening exactly. since 1981. Or did that number just sound good? Did it just, did it just feel good off, off the tongue, off the dome? I'm more inclined to think it's just off, just l- syllabically felt good. Because, again, like, you know, I don't know. This is something we come back to once in a while. But, like, there is so much literal Thiessen out there. So many of Matt Thiessen's lyrics are confessional that it's hard to debate and get anyone to believe when lyrics aren't confessional of Matt Thiessen's exact life. You know what I mean? With the exception of Deathbed and Runnin', which everyone knows are fictional, any other song... Everyone tackles it from the point of view of this must be a true story. Like even Collapsible Lung, which I we don't believe is a true story in any way. People think it's got to be. So, so there's a sect of people that think like, oh, these are all based on true stories. 1981 is also Hoops Pedal Company. That's true. What happened in 1981? Do we know why Hoops' pedal company is called 1981? Uh, I do not. But because I think he was born in uh, 80. They were both born in 80, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he, it says, according to uh, Google, he was born uh, February 15th, 1980. Yeah, I haven't looked into 1981, the company, that much, aside from obviously following it and generally knowing some of the stuff that they've done. And I watched an interview or two where Matt Hoops talks about it, but I don't know why he calls it 1981. Uh, let's look real quick at... ThePeopleHistory.com, 1981. What happened in 1981? Major stories include the AIDS virus identified. Well, that would not make it a great spring. The Iran hostage crisis ends. Well, it ended, so that's good. Yorkshire Ripper is caught. The post-it notes were launched. There were riots in UK cities. Um, Anwar Sadat was assassinated. One of the most exciting moments was the first flight of the Space Shuttle Columbia. Nashville saw its nicest spring that it had ever had. (laughs) Oh my gosh, wait. This was also the first year that the world internet was mentioned and US DOS was released by Microsoft along with the first IBM PC. Is that why 1981 is the best spring ever? Because it was the beginning of the downfall of civilization. <laughs> it was the last year before the world went digital. We know Tyson, you know, Hoops has a phone. Hoops does plenty of social media. But we know Tyson does not live online. So is he saying the spring of 1981 was the best spring the world ever had? Because it's when the, inter- the internet existed, I believe, early on. It was just like between colleges and research places. But to think that 1981 was the first time where 
home computers were launching and the idea of having home internet was now possible, probably expensive in 1981. But is that why it was the last good year? It was because the internet, the home internet, finally began its nascent journey into homes and ready to ruin everyone with their Facebook news articles and their truther and QAnon stuff. I don't know, but I think that you should make a new annotation over on Genius. And just present it as fact. Yes. Because that's how geniuses work. Absolutely. That's how the genius geniuses work. They just give everything as given facts. Uh, On the world stage, the events that captured the imagination included Lady Diana Spencer marrying Charles, the Prince of Wales. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was the marriage of Diana and (laughs) the Prince of Wales in politics... (laughs) A little-known group before Solidarity inspired... Okay, this is like a weird blog because there's like spelling mistakes in here. I'm just going to skip that. The cost of living in 1981. How much did things cost in 1981? Yearly inflation rate for the U.S. was 10.35%. Cool. I don't know what that means. Average cost of a new house was 78200 uh, Well, $78,000. $78,000. The median price for an existing home was $66,000. The average income per year was $21,000. Uh, wow. The average monthly rent was $300. Wow. The cost of a gallon of gas was $1.25, which it had been, it has been in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's gotten back down to a dollar at different mm-hmm. points. According to all those... Uh, Trump Facebook posts where people are like, I'm posting this so Facebook will remind me how the world was. Gas is 45 cents. Like, where where do you live? Um, below were some prices for UK, uh, and then there's UK information. A 19-inch color TV in 1981 was $400. An under-the-counter dishwasher was $250. 19-inch color TV? <laughs> was $400. That's so small. You can get a 15-inch. Sorry, I mean, you can get a 55-inch television for $200 on Amazon now. It'll fall apart in three weeks. Why is this here? A Star Wars figure set is $30. (laughs) A pound of turkey is 55 cents. This is just whatever this person was into in 1981, Danny. What? A set of brass bamboo nested tables is $120. Ah, yes. The classic demarcation of an economy. How much is the set of a how much is a set of brass bamboo nested tables? Fascinating. Well, it sounds like a great year, 1981. There was apparently a lot going on with Poland marital law in 1981. Oh wow. I'm not gonna read that some that section. Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. Nice. Um Oh, the DeLorean car debuted. Oh. The first London Marathon. Hmm. Mo an undiscovered symphony by Mozart was found in February. But that's not spring, so forget that. Um I was gonna say I was just gonna say F that, like the swear, mm. but I'm like, ah, oh, then it's more editing work. So that's nineteen eighty one for you. Iran releases 52 American hostages. That's good. We spent way longer on the year 1981 than I thought we were going to coming into today's podcast. I'm still preoccupied with 1981. So anyway, what else do you have to say about this song? (laughs) 
sleeping from here for free. So, you know what? I'll, I'll give you some information. Shockingly, not a staple of the band's live shows for, you know, the couple mm. of years they played live after yeah. this album came out. Uh, from all I can see, and it it doesn't exist online. There's no live videos on YouTube, unfortunately. There's no live videos on YouTube, unfortunately. Um, the only time that Setlist FM knows of them to have played this song was at a Akron, Ohio show mm-hmm. the day after the album was released. Mm-hmm. And they played a bunch of new songs. And there are YouTube videos for that show, but I couldn't find one of Sleeping being performed. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is a bummer because this is a popular song. There's a lot of covers. Um, there are a few fan videos. It's a song that a lot of people used as like their vacation you nice. know, c- compilation of footage from their vacations. So I'm surprised that... Oh my the- gosh. Speaking of vacation compilations. Yes. So on our anniversary, not this year, but last year, right. we had gone to uh, Lake Arrowhead and we covered the song Mountaintop that week and I said that we said that I don't remember if it was you or me but one of us said that I would put together a vacation video because we found so many vacation videos that that week Mm -hmm. that I would put together a vacation video of that weekend to Mountaintop and it took me over a year, but I finally did it, and we posted it. Did we not? I think we, we did. did. It's on our YouTube video. So I that's out there. I didn't post it to our social media because there's like we're hugging and kissing on each other, and I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so I just put it on YouTube, where that kind of smut is expected. <laughs> little, I was just a little. I'm a. I'm a real. Uh, <laughs> keep everything to the chest. <laughs> I like to. I don't like to get out there too much. Which for is totally somebody not true. who, I'm so obnoxious. for somebody who spends his like entire existence online, you're a private person, Dan. There's certain things that are private about me, and kissing, kissing my lady is one of them. <laughs> when I'm like, "Hey, you sleeping tonight?" And you're like, "Yeah, shut up," because I just rolled over and asked you. Usually, it's the other way around. Right? Yeah. Usually, I go to sleep first. Yep. I did take a nap before this episode. <laughs> Yeah, he took like a five-hour nap this Whatever. afternoon. Um, <laughs> so I'm surprised that Sparrow Sleeps didn't include this in their yeah. children's compilation. That's a big missed opportunity. Um, this is the second of two references to Maine that I've noticed on this album. Because hmm. the other one is on in Mountaintop, mm-hmm. yeah. inc- incidentally, is when they find the uh, vase, the one piece that they never found. They found it in the middle of some town in Maine that he can't quite remember the name of. But in this case, he's talking about Maine Coon Cats and how he's always wanted a Maine Coon Cat. Now, would you like to learn about Maine Coon Cats? You know, I think I'm okay. <laughs> you are? Okay. Well, I did find... You do have a note there, I see. I so, have right, more than a note. I have it. a YouTube video. Oh, wow. And I guess I could just give you the summary of it and credit the video that I learned about this from. But this is from the YouTube page Facts About Cats. And this is their video. This is their video. Maine Coon Cat 101. Watch this before getting one. Full guide. That cat does not look like what I would imagine a cat called a Maine Coon Cat would look like. I would imagine something a lot like scruffier. Well, they are. They're very hairy. I think you would be uber allergic to them. Yeah. (laughs) They have very pointy ears. They look very wild, but... To summarize what I learned from this video, 
they basically are one of like this from what this video explains they're one of the sweetest like most emotionally dependent kind cats and Aww. they're often referred to as the dog of cats Aww. because they act because when you're sad they actually unlike many other cats who couldn't give a crap about human beings right Maine Coon cats are known to be in tune emotionally with their owners like dogs are they're known to play fetch like dogs are Aww. so when people who people who like dogs and cats they say in this video like Maine Coon cats you basically get a lot of what you get from a dog in a Maine Coon cat Here's a grumpy looking one. <laughs> he looks like the grumpy cat, but he's the main coon cat. Um, yeah, I guess we don't have to watch the video, but you basically got the gist of everything I just described. Are you sure that They're I got also... the gist of everything you described? Are you sure? Because you didn't ask, so. <sighs> did you get the gist of what it sounds like? Yeah, the I did. About? Okay. They also, descri- they also explain how they're a designer cat. They are more of a designer cat. They're not, like, necessarily naturally occurring. Mm. And there's all of these uh, myths about why they exist. And some people say that they all descend from Marie Antoinette's personal cats. And, like, wow. they would, and she would breed them and give cats to, to people around the world from her, from, you know, bred from her own cats. Then why That's aren't they called, like, Parisian I don't know. Coon cats. Good question. Another one is that because they are so pointy and they have those ears and they look wild, but they are more domestic and dog-like, mm-hmm. people said that they were bred with actual raccoons and that's why they're this way. Oh. But that's genetically impossible. Not possible. Just a complete, like, okay. based on no science. Like, they, that's not possible. Cool. Um, but they are more, they are like an, an early designer cat and uh, they're continuing to be designed because they, just like April, just like our dog, who's a chi-weenie, the, the existing Maine Coon cats are known to have um, a, a hip dysplasia. Oh, okay. They're known to have hip dysplasia. So in this video, they're talking about if you get yourself one, to be aware of that. Because a lot of cats won't exhibit pain. They just live with it. Mm. So they're like, be aware that you might need to get your cat checked out. Because they might not show symptoms of the fact that their hips are getting out of alignment and, and having hip dysplasia, but that the breeders continue to breed them in ways to try to remove that. Mm. And that Maine Coon cats also can get huge. They can get really fat, but also they can like... Yeah, like, they do look very wild. Yeah, they're very wild. They're very big. And uh, you got to like keep them healthy because if they get too big, that just increases these like spinal injuries they can oh. have, which is what I was saying with April because April is a dachshund chi weenie. A, 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 a dachshund chihuahua. Yeah. She's a chihuahua. She's a dachshund chihuahua. And when we got her, we learned that part of the reason breeders created chihuahuas is because they were basically trying to create dachshunds who would have less back problems. Because dachshunds are known to have spinal issues, so by giving them like the stronger spines of chihuahuas, they still kind of look like dachshunds. Yeah. Similar thing going on with the Maine Coon cats. Yeah. When we found April at the at the shelter. It just said Chihuahua on her little card. And we're like, it looks like she's something else and a Chihuahua, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we just looked up a bunch of different, like, Chihuahua combinations when we got home. And we were like, oh, she's a Dachshund Chihuahua. Looks ex- She looks exactly like what is on Google Images. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I'll post some of that video to our social media later. I know you know this. I'm just saying this for our listeners scientifically speaking if you're not aware of this i learned this from somewhere 
domesticated cats, there is no psychological difference between a domesticated cat and a wild cat. It's not like a domestic dog and a wolf and a coyote have psychologically like completely separate brains. Like your cat in your house and a lion in Africa, there's nothing different between their brains. So if your cat was large enough and had claws strong enough, it would do what a lion does. I think we learned this around the time that we were obsessed with Roar. The movie the Roar. The movie Roar. But we didn't hear about it from that movie. No. I heard about it from somewhere else. And then that made that movie make so much more sense. Just watch the trailer to the movie Roar. Or we'll do a cinematic cataclysm episode about yeah. it someday. Because, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, nothing live online. Um, and, uh, I, I found this one review, which I think we might've seen this guy's YouTube channel before, but his name is, he's got our last name. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm related to him and then you by extension, but Matt O'Leary, I mean, technically the O is there for this, for this, for Matt here. Because O'Leary isn't just like one of the most popular Irish names or anything. But the thing is, the name Leary and the name O'Leary are the same name. Yeah. It's not, there's no, there's, when you go back. They drop the O on the boat. They drop the O, like when, when immigration was happening, they just started removing the O's on people's names because they were tired of it. That's the legend that I always hear. And that's what my grandmother told me. So I, she was the first generation to come to America. So I have to believe it's true if she experienced it. Um, so Matt O'Leary music on YouTube, he talks about sleeping here and he says one thing that I think is incorrect, but let's let him do a little bit of our podcasting for us. That hoops has his shining moment on the ukulele feel of sleeping. Okay. So the mistake is right away, right there. This is all he says. So he does a full, I don't think I described this video correctly, but this is a full air for free album review. Did I say that? I didn't say that. I don't, I don't remember now. <laughs> That's okay. So this is a full air for free album review that he's giving. And this is his, this is Matt's section on sleeping. And he says that Matt hoops shines on the ukulele section. And that was news to me. I was like, Oh, Matt hoops plays the ukulele. Cool. But then I picked up the record and ukulele is attributed to Tyson, hmm. not by track. They're not like, you know, ukulele on right. track, f- on track, whatever right. is whoever, but there's no ukulele credited on this album to Matt Hoops. So I he think he probably just figured like guitarist. He must also do the ukulele section. Like... Right. So then I got a little curious because I was like, there's that finger picking at the beginning in the in beginning and the outro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it possible that that's something else? And then the actual strumming is a ukulele. I... Looked into it for a second, and there's an omnichord, which I realized later we have talked about. But the omnichord is an electric instrument. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, when I first saw omnichord, I was like, "Is this like a Glock, Glockenspiel uh, xylophone? Is it like a how we used to mix up the right. xylophone and the Glockenspiel? <laughs> was an omnichord similar to a ukulele? No, it's not. So from all from what I can tell, Tyson does." the ukulele on this song i guess the finger picking part plus the strumming during the main part of the song so let's listen to more of matt o'leary's review just bookended by these pastoral finger pick guitars but the second time that this little finger pick guitar comes around in the song they add this okay maybe i'm getting confused here 
I don't know if I have an answer for this. I don't know if you have an answer for this in your deep dive, but maybe that's just guitar for the finger picking part at the beginning. I actually don't. Uh, this my deep dive did not uncover a lot. Mm. It it's which I thought was kind of surprising, and I I actually did two searches. I did one with sleepin s l e e p i n apostrophe, mm-hmm. and I did another one sleeping s l e e p i n g because even on the official audio stream from Reliant K on YouTube. In the description, they call the title of it. They write "sleeping out" all the way out. Oh, that's so. Funny. I was like, well, let me just make sure that I do both, and I searched for both. And while I got a few different results on each, I didn't get anything really interesting that went in depth on this song at all. That's funny that the official YouTube video would mess it up and put the, the G. And the graphic in the background, it says sleepin', S-L-E-E-P-I-N. Yeah. It's As, so But weird. especially because it's a motif for the album to replace those all the Gs on runnin' right. and sleepin' and... <laughs> I was going to say something dirty. I decided not to say it. So it's it's a motif on the album to remove those G's and replace them with the apostrophes. So it's just funny that the official video did mess it up. When I did my YouTube search, I definitely searched sleeping with an N yeah. and sleeping with a G. Um, but yeah, now I'm a little confused because there are, when we get into covers, there are a bunch of YouTube covers with ukulele where people did the flat out, did the intro and the outro finger picking on a ukulele. And that's amazing. They're super talented people on YouTube. One of them's Adam Goff, friend of the pod. Oh, nice. Um, but to the fact that everyone went that extra mile, not to just cut directly to the song, but to do the finger picking on ukulele, it made me think that the finger picking in the song on the record is also ukulele. But is it guitar? I don't know. I'm definitely not discerning enough to tell. If that string instrument is, it sounds like ukulele to me, but it could just be a, a nice, as Matt O'Leary says here, pastoral guitar. Right. Someone please hit us up and, and let us know. I'm looking at you. You can see my socks. <laughs> yes. Also, Greg, Greg Simpson from This Might Be a Podcast, he's great at picking out those. Oh, yeah. At, at, at f- listening to something really close and figuring out what's an instrument. We should have sent him this song ahead of time. Yeah. So I remember when we had him on our podcast, he was like, hey, you can always send me things ahead of time and ask me for uh, musical theory and instrument ideas on these songs. And I'm like, we got a guy for that. He's trying to replace him. <laughs> um, but now we can have a second opinion if we need it. So I don't know if there's any more in this interview, uh, this review. Let's hear. Measure of 7-8, which I thought was a pretty beautiful and subtle little touch. Also, the, the guitar line from Savannah, it's in there. Right, so that's it. That's all Matt O'Leary has to say. But I did see that on Genius as well, that the end of this song features the guitar line from Savannah. It, did you... that, there, There's a whole Reddit discussion on this that I didn't oh. read yet, but I did throw in as part of my deep dive. Okay. And then Matt O'Leary here says that, and I don't understand time signatures, but he said something about, like, if this is even a time signature thing, something about how the outro version switches to a 7-8. Okay, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, it totally is, yeah. Huh. Huh. That's cool. See, that's how, that, oh, man, this, this song really is, to me, the pinnacle of this idea of like 
making a hybrid of collapse of the good part of the good parts of collapsible lung. No, no, no. We just get rid of collapsible lung and then we go right from <laughs> forget and not slow down into air for free. Yeah. I mean, you, you can absolutely do that if you want that. I'm just saying air for free, this kind of like, like how John Schneck also told us about how when they geared up to do what was going to be collapsible lung, he was kind of expecting to go back to sort of the forget and not slow down thing. But then he went this whole other direction to collapsible lung. He was like, oh, okay, this isn't what I expected. Relying K to, to the direction to go. But sleeping, it kind of ties it all together. Like this is the album they could have done instead of collapsible lung. They could have done this thing that made these little callbacks to forget and not slow down, but also moved in these new pop directions. Man does as well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I that's why I, that's why I feel like Air for Free is such a great album, especially as I appreciate Collapsible Lung a little bit more. Like to and I understand the problems with Collapsible Lung and 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 its sort of misplacement at in Reliant K's oeuvre, but to think that like this is they're they they figured it out with Air for Free. They took the things that they tried to do with Collapsible Lung that didn't work for so many people. And they mixed it together with what makes Reliant K Reliant K. And they made this whole new kind of Reliant K. And I feel like Sleepin' and You Say Man really exemplify this version of this chapter of Reliant K. So please, Reliant K, don't go away. You got to keep this going. More than one record. More than one record on this thing. That would be cool. My favorite Reliant K album is the next Reliant K album. We'll be back after these messages. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our Little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. Brady, David, Tucker, this might be a podcast, Owen, Jimmy Eat Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, Michael, and Connor. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins' pod. (laughs) So like I mentioned, there's not a ton for the deep dive this week. And it's it's funny because when I was doing, I think, I don't remember if it was sleeping with the N apostrophe or ING, but... Gatsby's American Dream like came up in in some article or something and then I just went on a Gatsby's American Dream rabbit hole like down there for a few hours. What is that? Gatsby's? I don't know what that is. That's a pop punk band. Oh okay. From back in the day. Oh I never heard of them. Oh they're good and I totally forgot about their cover off of Punko's 80s which is of Just Like Heaven. Okay. By The Cure and it's it's really good. It's like what I love in a pop punk cover. Well, they sound like a great Gatsby. <laughs> I do. I well, I have a little deep dive for you then. And then. Oh, okay. So I just found this, but uh, there was an annotation that I don't, I didn't quite read. I didn't get to this on genius. And they actually had a citation noted. 
They said, uh, how, let me see, let me read the citation and then I'll get to the deep dive part of it. But when it says, might be, might buy me one of the mean coon cats and serenade him basking in the sun on my front porch, Doug Bowen, who we didn't appreciate (laughs) some of his other annotations, I appreciate this one. It says, and he backs this up, Thiessen always wanted a cat, so he began writing about his own, about owning a cat. This cat would later make its way into its own song on the album song titled Cat. And then it lists the reference. And on Chorus FM, there's an actual interview with Matt Thiessen. And yeah, because there's a lot of cat references on this album. Yeah. And uh, it says here, so the interviewer says, it does feel like a summer record because there are a lot of outdoorsy references and a lot of animal references as well. Was there a theme for you? Was was there a theme you were going for with all those? Thiessen says, it became easier to do, I guess, as it went along. The idea of having a cat. I didn't have a cat and I wanted to write about the cat. So it was good. That... That made into referring to a cat in a couple other songs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's an, I don't know if that's literally, you know, you, when you're speaking, you don't sure. speak perfectly edited sure. English. And even having a song called Cat. So really the cat showed up in the ukulele song Sleepin' and then he got to be on the rest of the record because that song was early. Okay, so the song Sleepin' was an early song. Oh, cool. We're learning that. And the fact that the cat shows up so much later, apparently, I guess the cat was showed up in Sleepin'. I'm bummed out that it it directly references Sleepin' and yet did not come up in my deep dive. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Tyson also says, I do like animals. I've been feeding birds a lot lately, figuring out what kinds they are and what they sing about. All that stuff. That's so fucking cute. <laughs> What do they sing about? <laughs> so classic I'm over Tweety here, I'm just over here like, man, he sounds like such an old man. Like, <laughs> yes, I like to go to the park how and is that feed not- the birds. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but how is that not the most Tyson-y thing you've ever heard? He's trying to figure out what the birds are singing about. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful thought. It's a beautiful concept. I've been writing a lot of solo songs that are all about the woods and nature and that sort of thing. It's something that's appealing to me in music. Well, Where are those? Next album. Let's do it. I mean, maybe some of those ended up on uh, Wind Up Bird. Oh, Bird. Wind Up Bird. He was into the bird. You know, I like birds. <laughs> Obviously, dogs are my favorite animal. Squirrels are my second favorite animal. But I also like birds. And I'm not... A bird person in the idea that I probably wouldn't own a bird because I don't want to have a caged bird. But birds are very pretty. Like, some of them are very smart and some of them aren't. Like dogs. (laughs) I I think birds are very nice. I like birds. But, um, yeah, Jessica's allergic to cats, so we've never had a cat. We couldn't. I'm also allergic to them, but I'm a little less allergic than Jessica. Yeah, but I like cats. My mom had a cat for a long time. (laughs) What is this weird topic? I don't know. This is top of the show stuff. <laughs> like, where are we? <laughs> so, Jessica, you have you some have more deep... should have this like 50 minutes ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> I couldn't even say I'm this like... This is Danny's deep dive. <laughs> yeah, deep dive into my personal feelings about cats. I couldn't even say I'm inebriated right now. 
I had like one glass of whiskey earlier, but I'm not feeling it. So I'm really just being like wistful and stupid. And uh, you had a nap this afternoon, so you're not tired. No, I'm not tired. I can't give you the usual uh, Sadie Hawkins pod classic. I'm tired. It's none of that. So we have TikToks. Yo, boy. <laughs> we have two of them, and one of them is super cute. All right, so here's the f- the first one. Is it um? Is it that one where the groom throws the cake on top of the lady on top of the bride's head? What? No. <laughs> I just saw this. I saw this on Twitter this morning. That there's a TikTok where like a lady at a wedding. She like you know smushes the cake in his face, yeah. and he takes a couple steps back, and he comes along, and he picks up the whole cake, and he throws it at her. <laughs> oh my gosh! And now the internet's going crazy, that's telling her so to divorce upsetting. him. Yeah, yeah, that's so upsetting. Everyone's like red flag, red flag. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't I'm appear. I'm upset she- for the cake, like. Wedding cakes are expensive, and like you go to the tastings and you pick out just the perfect cake, you know. Right. Like he just went and destroyed it. Nobody else gets cake. What a what a what a lousy wedding. It reminds me of the last section of Wild Tales. Wild Tales is this foreign movie where it's like it's a, cu- a couple of shorts about. They're actually like very. It's it's not a heavy movie, but they're like they sound like heavy topics, but it's actually a very interesting movie. Um. I'm trying to remember what... Is it Argentina? I'm trying to remember what country it's from. But it's just a bunch of short stories about just, like, crazy stuff. It's almost like a comedy with a little dark comedy. Anyway, the last section, and I think you watched a little bit of this part with me, but you didn't watch the whole movie. It is just this couple who they're married, and it cuts in, it's already their reception, because it's a short film. Mm-hmm. Cuts in, it's already their oh, reception. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then, like... One of the, and then the guy cheats on her at the wedding. She discovers it. So she immediately goes and cheats on him. And then I think maybe he cheats on them. But then she like, it, it just it just keeps escalating and no one at the party knows. But it's actually supposed to be comedic because they're like melting down. It turns out by the end of the story, you realize they're both kind of crazy. Because at the end of the thing, like they, they have this huge fight. Like one of them is bloodied or something. I can't remember if it's the girl. But in the end, they, like, just start dancing. They're like, just put the music back on. They start dancing together again. And then they start having sex on the floor in front of all of their family and friends. And everyone's disgusted and walks out. It's a comedy. It's like the Pina Colada song. It is exactly like the Pina Colada song. (laughs) So this lady with glasses is studying, I guess. She's chilling. She's writing. She's writing. Oh, oh, that's such a comfy looking living room in the basement. Oh my gosh, I'm right? so jealous. It's an unfinished ceiling, and it looks like they have a projector, so they probably can project movies on the wall. And they have uh, Christmas lights up there. It's adorable. And they got the biggest, comfiest couch with so many pillows and blankets. The text says, when your characters insist on you finishing that problem scene. Okay. And then, it's ha- and then it says, this is from at... Fluent project, and then it says, "If I get asked, if I get asked what being a writer is like, I'm showing them this video. Hashtag writers of TikTok. Hashtag writers life. Hashtag the struggle. Hashtag <laughs> AMW. Oh, AM writing. Sorry, am writing. Jeez. A and W. Ooh, I could go some for, for some cheese curds and a root beer. Hashtag for 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 you page. Hashtag FYP. <laughs> I see that like 
that hashtag am writing and like I don't actually know if it's am writing or am writing because like I usually see it in the morning so I'm like is this like am writing but I've never seen p hashtag pm writing so maybe I'll start I'll start that it'll be a new thing you've been writing in the pm recently yeah that you weren't sleeping the other night it was like what was it three in the morning and I woke up and I'm like Jessica's not here and I'm like look and she's like just writing away working on stuff (laughs) Okay, so here is our next one. This one's super adorable. So it's a man standing on a porch. And now he's with his lady. And now, whoa, very fast cuts. It's like... It's like a tribute to a boyfriend or something. Yeah, it's just cute. It's adorable. I love it. It's just this couple being cute. Like, this girl's like, "Look look at my cute my cute boyfriend or husband or whomever over here and then they're doing cute stuff and he's it's, playing guitar he's at a graduation like yeah they got balloons going they're holding, holding hands. hands they're making silly faces they're always the wearing sweaters they're cuddling with the dogs i love it it's very they got a mr bubs like dog do you think he's like <laughs> oh mr bubs what mr bubs this is from at m-e-l-f-e-4 I could watch this over and over again. Heart. I wish you loved me that much that you'd make little cute videos for me and and express your love through little edited videos. I wish you'd do that for me. Why are you staring at me? (laughs) She does that so much. You guys don't even see all the cute little videos and pictures she puts together. And then we have the Reddit that Don't I was talking about Don't just move on from that. Before. I love you. I was kidding. <laughs> then we have the Reddit that I was talking about ooh, before. And it's r slash Reliant K. And then the the topic or the header, I don't know. I don't do Reddit. Uh, is, is sleeping meant to be a spiritual successor to Savannah? I was listening to the end of sleeping and getting serious savannah vibes sorry if this has been talked about before but i was just so happy sorry yes turn on low power mode uh when i realized this connection savannah is probably my favorite reliant k song if not overall favorite song and if you think about it the lyrics match up really well together they share similar themes nature talking about being home with a loved one my front porch come on over and we will both know by tonight will feel normal again. Hmm. Yeah. Except that we know what Savannah's about. Right. And we don't really know what Sleepin's about. Right. Or who it's, it's definitely It's There's it no could, way it's about the same person. I mean, I guess it could technically be about the same person, but... Or it's just, just kind of like a taking back of those romantic ideas with a new person. So there's one comment, and that was by Redditor... Fritz Factor 64. I feel like such an old person. I'm like, and this is from the Reddit. Like, because I, I don't do Reddit. <laughs> uh, so, Feet on the Dashboard replied. Gross, get those down. They both have. Do you think they're from a Quentin Tarantino movie? <laughs> yes, definitely. They both have the dazed, half-asleep feeling lyrics that don't necessarily have a common theme or structure. Sleepin' is about the thoughts that go through your head while you're trying to sleep. Savannah is about 
recalling a dream or a memory of someone special. Musically, they sound like they could have been written back to back. I would say that the band probably intentionally made it sound like Savannah, but I don't think there is a hidden message connecting the two or anything like that. That just reminded me, when we were doing our Savannah episode, I fell onto the theory that I didn't go into the recording of that episode with, that Savannah is a dream, and that Oasis, the entire point, which, like, I don't know that this is exactly what I really do believe about the song, but my interpretation by the end of that episode was that Oasis is him falling asleep Mm -hmm. and going into a dream of the vacations and the feeling of being on the beach at Savannah. Does Savannah have a beach? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, and, and like that the whole song is a dream and that then, then the baby part might kind of be like that wake up. Cause we talked about, um, <laughs> when I, when you broke up with me <laughs> and how I never had that when I would wake up in the morning, I would never have that short moment. I would wake up immediately remembering that my heart was broken. I wouldn't have that short moment where my brain is slowly waking up and wondering where I am. And then I remember I'm sad. I would immediately wake up and immediately remember why I'm sad and everything. So that was my interpretation of why Baby is so like abrasive and shocking compared to the rest of the song. So maybe, in a way, this is a flip side of the coin where this is literally about insomnia and it can't be about a dream if there are, others, are those connections. This can't be about falling asleep and dreaming about a time that you're now sad you've lost. It's because it's about him literally being awake and he can't be dreaming. He's making his own dreams awake or something like that. Sorry, Savannah doesn't have a beach. It's like the next town over. Oh, okay. Well, still. That general area. Yeah. So, um, you didn't want to watch my video about Maine Coon Cats, but I'm going to make you watch my video (laughs) that I found about butter lettuce. Oh, yay. So let's see. This is by Honey Pies Recipes. Uh, this was uploaded three years ago, and it's called Butter Lettuce. Everything you need to know about butter lettuce. <laughs> I mean, I need to know everything about butter lettuce, so I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's do it. Now, does this have talking or is it just text on screen? This has talking, cool. so we're going to hear the whole video. This is what is known as either butter or bib lettuce. It's a very delicate leaf, and that's where really the name butter comes from. It's got a creamy texture to it. Uh, It's very, very delicate, and that's one of the reasons that it is sold with the root on, and it has a little well in there so that it stays in the water because it's very perishable, highly perishable. So when you're working with bib lettuce, you want to buy this either the day you're going to use it or the day before. I wouldn't have it around too much longer because um, it loses its uh, value. It's loose because you can see it's not as tight as like the iceberg and the core. We're just going to snap that off here. And then I'm going to just cut through here and remove that. Because these leaves are so much looser, look at that, isn't that gorgeous? There's, no, there used to be a restaurant in town that closed recently. Broke my (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, but this is three years ago. This which, isn't even... Which restaurant? <laughs> I gotta know. Hold on. I was thinking like, oh, COVID. They're like, no, no, no. This is three years ago. Um, but they served a bib lettuce with a big slice of a horseradish on it with a very, very tangy uh, white champagne vinaigrette with lots of shallots in it. You know, kind of made your eyes water a little, just, just on the edge of that tanginess, but it was one of my favorite things, and this lettuce w went with it perfectly. She didn't say. She didn't say what it was. Um, yeah, so butter lettuce, also called bib lettuce, I would say. Matteson definitely made the better choice in terms of what's the nicer sounding lyric about butter lettuce. Sometimes I do think of like a butter lettuce salad, knowing that I know that the lettuce is called butter lettuce, mm -hmm. but it makes me think of like a salad covered in butter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, for our opening bit, I, if I had more uh, 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 care, I would have... I would have. I was actually gonna get, have lettuce and butter ready and like make it. There would have been too much effort, and also ruined the butter. Ruined the lettuce. Opening bit. What are you? What are you talking about? Well, we didn't have an opening bit this week because Matt Matt Skiba stopped by for some reason. But we normally do an opening bit. We do opening bits. <laughs> Where have you been? I thought I thought that was just us talking about our life. And then we play the song, and then we go into top of the show business. And no, you hit record on the machine. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's basically we all we're gonna learn from uh, whatever that channel was. I just closed the thing. There's another lady who gives us an actual recipe for butter lettuce, which seemed nice, but. It, Does it include cottage cheese? Because I'm not no, familiar with right. this, like, putting cottage cheese in a salad. I did try to find that. I typed in cottage cheese salad, and all I found on YouTube, at least, because that's all I did for the search, was, like, cottage cheese salads and the idea of, like, a, a an egg salad or a, uh, you know, a, a like potato a salad, salad or a fruit or a, salad. Yeah. Like, not a leafy green salad, huh. but, like, a, you know, like a salad... Which reminds me, speaking of Dinny earlier, the whole the whole reason that I do an Australian accent sometimes is because I have this friend online, Maddie Rendell, right? And I was also obsessed with Australia before I even met him online. And so in talks with him online and like the chicken burger thing, how they call chick <laughs> chicken sandwiches chicken burgers and we don't call them that here in America. And we had a whole conversation about that, have had conversations about that. And at some point in one of those Twitter conversations, it came up that like salads, like here in America, we think of a salad as like a bowl of greens with toppings. Mm -hmm. But we also think of a salad as like a bowl of like boiled egg, like chopped up <laughs> eggs and mayonnaise. That's right. a salad somehow. Right. Or like chicken, like chopped up chicken and mayonnaise. That's a salad for some reason. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe there's some or, or just bits a of corn. bowl of fruit. Or a bowl of fruit is, for is a, some salad. a salad. So I also th I think I was the one to inform Maddie of this that, and then he was like, "What?" Because I think I, he said something like, "I think just salad is lettuce." Like they just call salad lettuce. Right. I think you sometimes see that with like a salad sandwich. That we have salad sandwiches, which is just lettuce on a on a piece of bread. But it's so weird, I guess, that we do have things called salads, and they're just mounds of mayonnaise and something. <laughs> like potatoes and mayonnaise. Right. That's a salad. Yeah. Egg and mayonnaise. That's a salad. Ma Chicken mayonnaise. and mayonnaise. Yeah. When you hear the word salad, just you don't think of immediately of mayonnaise. Yeah. 
I've heard I mean, like I guess some people do. I've heard people who like try to replace who hate mayonnaise like try to replace the mayonnaise with like salad dressings, but that's actually worse to me. That's actually somehow like like a, a mound of ranch dressing with potato or egg or chicken no thank you it's just making me think of how i met your mother there's an episode where i think it might be a christmas episode where lily's at at marshall's family's house and they're like talking about the like seven seven layer salad or i don't know something like that and Mm -hmm. it's just like all really gross fattening stuff like piled on top of each other is it the feast of the 12 fishes or what's that i really want to do that now there's an italian the feast of the shoot there's an Italian Christmas tradition called oh, yeah. the Feast of the Twelve Fishes, the Seven Fishes. <laughs> Wait, I'm letting Google like fill, uh, like the Google fill out explain it to me. No, now I've searched it. It's the Feast of the Seven Fishes. It's the Italian Christmas feast. And I've never had an Italian friend that does this before, but now I want it because I've heard it about it in multiple places through podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff recently. I want to do the Feast of the Seven Fishes. I don't know who's... I don't want to cook it. I don't want you to cook it. I want someone traditional who knows how to cook it or a restaurant where they do the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Anyway, what are we talking about? So there are... Oh, I have four videos. I kind of oversold it earlier, but there are four fan videos. Do you There's, have the one where it's the girl who did the? Yes, I, think it was I have. We'll get to that. Okay, great. I'm starting with the fan with the fan videos because then we'll get to covers. We'll do it that order today. Uh, we have a senior trip 2017 video. We have um, oh, we'll watch this one. So I'll skip that description. We have this one that's a visual art video. Oh, we'll watch this now because Jessica is recently been getting into like watching laser light shows on YouTube. <laughs> Which I'm sure you can't really get the full effect of it watching it on YouTube because um, it's YouTube. But it's still cool because there's animations involved and stuff. I've now, and bought, still artistry. I've now bought lasers for the house. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so someone made this kind of lasery light show. Nice. It's They called it visual art. This is by... This is by Nosrenos. N-O-S-N-E-R-O-S. And it's just kind of like a... Um, it looks like... Do you remember like how the the music players on the old computers used to have yes, the little thing? like Winnie. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like... Dan- it's it's They're not really waveforms, but they're kind of like dancing waveforms. And I think they switch up the colors and stuff every once in a while. Oh, there yeah. we go. So there's one that's more like space kind of zooming like there's warp lot, speed effects. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's nice, but this one. So this one, but this next one's kind of funny. Oh, and then someone's nature walk video, just like going out about nature walk. They got a bunch of critters in the shot. That that was nice. But we'll watch this one here, and then we'll finish with covers because we do have a bunch of those. Um, this is by Tom Henry four years ago. Did this FMV? So I thought it was a cover at first because he's holding the ukulele, but he's not gonna. It, he's just gonna dance around to the song, mm. to the record, the the normal record version of the song. So he's clearly on some sort of like campus because it's all brick walls. He's on a campus or a church. It's one of, or it's or it's like a or it's like a church campus. It's one of those kind of things. He found like a little <laughs> lion little statue, lion statue. <laughs> and he's serenading the lion statue. 
what is that statue? I don't of? know. I don't know if that's a statue of a saint or something. I don't know, like I said, if this is a college or a church, but it's like a lady with a crown and it's a white and a statue sword. and a sword. I don't know if that's... Internet cafe. Yeah, so now he's in an internet cafe. This is clearly like a campus or yeah. for something. <laughs> Whether it's for a church or a school. If it was a church, it would have some kitschy name for the cafe. Right. <laughs> and now he's standing on all the tables. And so I think it's just two people made this. And now he's like rolling across the walls. Like it's a little... T- <laughs> that's... He's like against the walls and rolling. There's across a the no walls. parking sign, but he's clearly inside. Oh well, that's just cool. You know, your youth group puts like out. <laughs> you know, when like Marge goes to, to Uncle Moe's restaurant right. and she's like, "Outdoor signs inside, yeah, okay." Well, sure, I a hat on an alligator. All right. Get that in like a restaurant, but not just or or a dorm room. But but then you know if you go to a youth group and they've got like outdoor signs inside at the youth group in the sanctuary, you're like, this place is cool. I suppose none of my, my youth groups ever had that. Um, so my then, youth groups weren't very cool though, so maybe that's why. So this part's fun. He then is like actually playing two characters. Somebody jumps on the so he jumps on the drums. And they do this really well. They cut it really quick. Yeah, like, they do. They do. They, they do a quick zoom across, like you pan the camera really fast, and in some way they're cut because then the guy is overplaying the ukulele and looking annoyed at how rambunctiously the drummer is drumming. It's adorable. Super adorable. See, he's like upset. He's like, he's like, yo, bro, who's also me. I'm trying a ukulele over here and you're drumming too loud. You're no Dave Douglas. And then he runs away. So that's fun. That's nice. It's also shot very well. Very Mm -hmm. good camera. Good composition. Yeah, the cinematic uh, nature of their video. (laughs) uh, I can talk about movies just as poorly as I can talk about music sometimes. So, well, now we're on to covers, and there are a lot. Uh, I don't know how many we'll hit, but we have to talk about J.C. Keith because they're friends of the pod as well, and this is their version after this Google commercial. This is their version from their full Air for Free tribute album. This is J.C. Keith's Sleepin'. This spring is gonna be the best one since 19... So they skip the... Unless they put it... You know what? I better double check their actual album because I'm looking at this on YouTube. Unless they kind of messed with the track listing and broke it out, they skipped the little intro part. Some people did that. Some people didn't. I just want to be sure what J.C. Keith did here. So, sleeping. Oh, yeah. So they did. Okay. So J.C. Keith did what I assumed Reliant K would have done with this album the, the eight years earlier. It. They edited it out. They called the intro to Sleep In. They call it Spring, oh. which is a totally fitting name. Yeah. So here is J.C. Keith's intro to Sleep In, which they titled Spring.
that's nice. I really love those. Oops, sorry. <laughs> that's nice. I really love those harmonies. Yeah. In there, and there's that like ex- there's an, like an extra twang on the mm-hmm. on the. And I, I guess it's a guitar. Oh, so this album. Ukulele. This album is called Air for Free Reimagined. By the way, uh, we were just about to get to these like vocals. I want to hear that too. <laughs> Then they have a good like three seconds before they cut back into the main song. That though, those ahs, that could have been like a digital sample as well, or, like a keyboard ah, or it could have been people. I guess I wish we could ask them. I wish they would answer <laughs> our questions. Just kidding. They, of course they would. So then here's their actual sleeping cover. This spring is gonna be the best one since 1981. So they've all been saying that. Might just buy me one of them Maine Coon cats and serenade him basking in the sun on my front porch. I'm not sleeping tonight. Sit back and watch the sunset work its magic in its own true light. I'm not sleeping tonight. So come on over. So they left the chorus kind of laid back. They didn't do that kick-in thing that the actual song does. And it kind of almost gives it like a uh, like an 80s, 70s folk roxy feel, folk folksy rock feel mm-hmm. in a way. Not exactly, but sort of. It changes the timbre of the song. Yeah, I like that. And that that opening, the uh, the intro part is is i don't know if they did this intentionally or if i just hadn't noticed it in the main song until we started talking about it but like i really hear that like very like oasis savannah kind of feel in there right now i wonder if jc keith specifically fed that like fan theory that feeling that this is like a callback in a way to savannah yeah because yeah i mean it has a melody similar it has a guitar thing similar to savannah it has the three sections like the full suite of savannah and here jc keith decides the which is the band by the way i don't know if we mentioned that but that's not the name of the person they were banned um that i wonder if they were like yeah this is like savannah so let's split it back up like savannah was and they came up with a nice song spring and outro was the name of their outro section which we won't play right now. Instead, we'll play This is Jessica, one of Jessica's favorite finds we've ever had on the show when we talked about sleeping. And now this makes so much sense that she mashed up sleeping yeah. with Savannah. Oh, is that what she mashed up with? Yeah. Because I think I said mountaintop earlier because I honestly couldn't remember, but I did remember that this was really good and I really liked it. I wasn't it. really aware of these Savannah sleeping conspiracy yeah, no. vibes. I, I didn't really know about this. But when we talked about... And now about... I feel really dumb for as much as I've listened to those two albums that I didn't put that it's together. It's pretty subtle. It's pretty subtle. And it, it takes better people than us to figure that out. <laughs> but now that I understand that there is this connection between Savannah and Sleepin', it makes so much sense that this Kate Bishop video, Bish, Bischoff video that we watched when we talked about Savannah, she mashes them up in her uh, college dorm room. And then you hear people down the hall yelling at each other. So let's hear this again because it's one of Jessica's favorite things that we've ever found on this podcast. 
into the arms of the Georgia sun. Savannah, I love to feel the heat, the sunrise, brushing rays across my windshield as if one dries the streams from off my face. Jessica's vibing. She's dancing. Love she loves it. this video. We should rip it and make sure we always have it in case Kate Bischoff ever wants to remove it. Because that happened. One of my favorite covers we ever found was Forget Not Slow Down cover from a girl in Manila or somewhere. And she took down all her videos. And thank goodness I just had just happened to not delete the file when I downloaded it to edit into the podcast. Um, we should do the same thing for this. We actually went on a Kate Bischoff deep dive. Yeah, at one she's point. got a. She's actually got some, like original songs as well, and I had been listening to them on like Apple Music for for a while after we did Savannah. Yep. And first discovered the video. I think she might have one other Reliant K cover, or maybe not. Yeah, but... I think she did have a second one. Yeah. Well, anyway. What else have we got? So now that makes sense why she picked those two songs. I wonder if she did that on purpose, if she was in tune with those those discussions at the time. Um, here's what I found is another really good... There's a lot of really good covers. I mean, she probably just figured out it out based on the chord progression in the outro, right? Right, because, you know, she's a musician yeah. and we're not, so why would we, yeah. why would we expect one of those things? So here's someone... Uh, here's a band, an artist called And Yet... That's the name of the artist, the word and, the word yet. It's kind of hard to say out loud. This is their cover of Sleepin', and they put a little bit of an Empty House vibe on it. Mm. Uh, even though you don't care for Empty House, I'm hoping you'll like this. This is, And this is fun because we don't find these a lot. We don't find people really transforming Reliant K songs too often. It happens once in a while. Sometimes someone makes an awesome video game version cover, and then they delete it between the moment I did the research and when we record the episode. <laughs> And I get really, really bummed. Uh, but here's a really cool, different cover of Sleepin' by And Yet, nine months ago. This spring is gonna be the best one since 1981 or so. They've all been saying, I'm not just by me, one of them. They cats and serenade him, basking in the sun on my front porch No, I'm not sleeping tonight Sit back and watch the sunset work its magic in its own true light I'm not sleeping tonight So come on over 
So what do you think of that? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. I, I, while I was sitting here, I found a recommended video that said, human behavior dogs hate. Human behaviors that dogs hate and wish you wouldn't do. 2.7 million views four months ago, 11 minutes. And I put that to my watch later. <laughs> it's like, I got to figure out what yeah. am I doing wrong yeah. for April? She doesn't like when we podcast, that's for sure. She yeah. just sits there looking looking sad, like, you're not playing with me. You're not hugging me. Yeah, that's great. I really like that. I like hearing anything that's really transformative that's not just, you know, a single instrument in sure. a webcam. Right. Like, those are always great. Like, here's another one of those that's good. This is our <laughs> another friend of the pod, Adam Goff. I mentioned this earlier. He's got a ukulele cover, and he shot this amazingly. Like, he shot this in his, like front yard or something at magic hour like you can barely see him in the contrast but you can see the sky behind him yeah like this is cool and he's playing this on ukulele and he's doing i think he's playing ukulele it's a guitar it's hard to tell yeah it looks like a ukulele even though like i said contrast wise you can barely see him in front of the bright blue magic sky behind him he's doing the full intro and then we'll hear the uh We'll hear him do the regular part of the song. nice right yeah i like that i love that a car drove past for a second (laughs) because he's just out there in the yard good stuff or as they would call it in england the garden so um here is she's just like what (laughs) uh there's a whole bunch of other covers um another oh my gosh so here's the very first time i've ever seen this talk about this all the time so many of our other friend podcasts have skirted this controversy, but I accept that it's what, you know, the cultural zeitgeist calls a guitar cover is unfortunately what the world calls playing along to a record in your with on guitar. Mm-hmm. It's not it shouldn't be called a guitar cover because no. you're playing along with the record. Yeah. Unfortunately, the zeitgeist, the world, YouTube, the community accepts this. Not not our contemporaries, another podcast. They always call it play-alongs and stuff. Yeah. So this is a ukulele cover, but in the guitar cover sense. This is the first time I've ever seen this, where if I'd said ukulele cover, you'd think, oh, someone's like Adam Goff just right. did. But no, this is a guitar cover. This is a guitar cover with a ukulele. This is someone playing along to the record on a ukulele. Gotcha. This YouTube user for the kingdom two years ago 
uploaded this and they call it ukulele cover, but it's a play along cover in the guitar cover tradition. Gotcha. So this is the first time I've ever seen this. Or the drum cover tradition as well. This spring is gonna be the best one since 1981 or so. Yeah, and but he, uh, for the kingdom also does the full finger picking section. So oh, let's, cool. since we heard some more finger picking from the first part of the song by other people, let's hear for the kingdom's outro. So I assume when you're listening to this on the podcast, you just kind of kind of got to know that the most loud of the finger picking right. parts is the guy is for the kingdom. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple there's a drum cover, which is in the <laughs> play along style. Um, there's this, uh, you know, we haven't found anything. I haven't found we keep picking songs that no one's uploading anything to SoundCloud. So here's a SoundCloud cover. So I'm going to play this just because we haven't been to SoundCloud in a while. <laughs> this is by Guillerme Bruno, Sleepin' Reliant K. This spring is going to be the best one since 1981 or so. They've all been saying that. Might just buy me one of them. Mean cool cats and serenade him, bask him in the sun. There's a slight ASMR to, to this yeah. not, not exactly bit, yeah. right on the right on the cusp of asmr <laughs> oh i would love to hear an actual asmr cover i just buy me one of those main cats and serenade him basking in the sun on my front porch i'm not sleeping tonight sit back and watch the sunrise and the magic <laughs> i didn't know the words <laughs> I was hoping that the ASMR whispers would allow me to mask the fact that I don't have the words memorized. Oh, I think you, I think you have a real, a real career there, Danny. I think you could really turn that into something. I should have an ASMR channel. Oh yeah, Sadie ASMR Hawkins Pod. So, so, I'm trying to put it to our branding for the podcast. It's not quite working. So a here's Sadie Hawkins M S R. <laughs> ASMHP. <laughs> so here's uh, there's a couple other ukulele covers, um, and there's an acoustic cover, an acoustic <laughs> cover. But we'll end on this one because I did note here that this is the peppiest ukulele cover. Adam Goff's was as well, but a lot of these other ukulele covers, for some reason, I don't know if it's their tuning or their how they decided what chords they got, but. A lot of them come out kind of like slow and just like that, like that slight twist of being a little darker. Mm. But this one, he, um, Adam Johnson ended up being able to play it on ukulele, not a play along and have it be really peppy. So here's that. Salve with all natural ingredients except for 
cottage cheese It's from a factory set Our grocery store will stock their coolers with them We'll pick up sometimes when we run low That, but I did not appreciate his evil satanic uh, witch shirt. <laughs> oh, his Hogwarts shirt? Yeah. <laughs> so all the atoms on ukulele do a good job. I don't want to play any other ones because they're all perfectly fine. But there's some, maybe it's even... The, I thought you were going to say because their names aren't Adam. Their names aren't Adam. But also for some reason they come out just sounding a little bit darker. And maybe it's the strumming. Maybe they're strumming slower. Hey, I have a ukulele. I've done a cover of Be Your Man on it. I uh, have a really hard time. I, I need to find real easy chords to switch if I want to keep the pace up. It's really hard for me to, to uh, finger that ukulele. So uh, that is Beer Man. What is this? This is uh, Savannah Sleepin'. This is Sleepin'. Sleepin' by Reliant K from the album Air for Free, 2016. Waiting for that next album. We won't be sleeping tonight until Reliant K announces their next album. We won't be sleeping tonight until we finish editing this podcast. Well, you can go to sleep, but you never sleep. That's the whole point. So, uh... Do you like this song more or less or the same, Dan? (laughs) I like this song a lot more. I like this song even more. I definitely had heard this song, and this is a song that is a staple of you putting it in playlists over the last couple years. So I've heard this song a bunch, but digging into it a little bit more and I actually think while on the podcast and figuring out that Savannah connection when Savannah is one of my favorite songs really solidifies that this is a song that I like a lot more than I realized yeah this is one of my favorites so I don't I don't know <laughs> do I like it more than before sure yeah could you like could, it any could I like it anymore probably <laughs> um yeah so that's sleeping so hey if uh, any any of our listeners out there sleeping tonight, well, come on over. No, <laughs> if you're sleeping, then come on over through Dream World. We just wasted 102 minutes of your life. 